0: Senator Sinema leaves the Democratic Party, and Twitter was every bit as bad as you thought. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and lots of laughs too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Did you know that tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply... Delicious Tart Cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana.
0: Well, Andrew, I uh, believe that Twitter is the modern public square. And it's one thing to say they shouldn't have released sensational pictures about Hunter Biden, which I agree with. But to censor the New York Post to prevent sharing of articles, uh, that's just uh, wrong. And uh, I stand by what I wrote, uh, and I hope that they will not do that. Uh, in the future, even though they are not obligated to live up to the First Amendment, uh, they shouldn't be censoring journalists or the things that they disagree with.
1: So that's that's Rocana And hes I've told you about him earlier. He's like the one Democrat who doesn't think that he, he thinks that the Twitter uh, suppression and the the everything that they were doing. He's the only one who is like speaking up in all of this. The only Democrat anyway. And. I, it, it's just kind of amazing to see some of the reaction to this, and we're going to talk about that because the second batch dropped today. And didn't Jack Dorsey, by the way, I was thinking about this, he did testify under oath, if I'm not mistaken. 16, back in 2016. Uh, yeah, can we play that, just can we flashback everybody, flashback with this. This was, the, again, this is Jack, Jack Dorsey, what was this 2016 you said? Yep. Yeah, Let's just a little flashy baggy, go ahead.
0: Does Twitter censor the content of its users? Does it hide what it would consider inflammatory comments whether they be social or political? Absolutely not. Twitter's always been about controls people can follow whoever they want and it's our job to make sure they see the most the most important things and the and the things that will matter to them. So anybody can say anything on Twitter. The company does not go in there and take certain things out that can be dangerous. Well, there's, certain, there's certainly tweets that promote violence, which is against our terms of service, and uh, people have controls to block, and people have controls to mute.
2: But what about the company? Who decides the, company. the difference between
0: criticism and hate? These are, the, these are the individuals, so you can follow who you want, and if it's something you want to see, you continue to follow it.
1: Oh, except that wasn't the case at all, as we found out. Wasn't the case at all. So welcome to this Friday edition of the program. I'm Dana Lash, throttled, banned all of that, whatever you want to say, uh, here with you. It's good to be with you. And I, I also think it's incredibly... I'm so tired of this being like, it's only affecting four people. One of whom unfollowed me when he started being in my day part, which was interesting. After knowing him for like six years, he unfollowed me and had a fit. It's crazy. Um. Anyway, but it's more than just four people. Let's be real. This is so widespread, it's insane. Completely insane. And the... Effects of it are so much More far reaching particularly When I, I mean this Legitimately was leftists getting so Upset that they demanded that The government get Involved to suppress speech it's Just one of the craziest things uh, I, I I just it's just it's Insane because what this comes down to And this is what ultimately I think All of this is distilled down to And I had this I don't even know who this guy is Some guy did he pay let me find out did he pay For this I'm sure he did This this guy paid for his check mark Uh, He Who I guess wants to be somebody in Hollywood I don't know anyway so he was Saying well imagine being an adult with responsibilities And complaining about being shadow banned That's what the left is trying to remember These are the same people who said that words were violence Remember that I guess they're not now And that shadow banning wasn't happening They they said that words are violence and shadow banning wasn't happening. So I don't know what is what is this now? I mean, I, yeah, but I said imagine being an adult with responsibilities and so worried about diversity of thought that you work with the government to manipulate speech to prevent challenge of status quo. That is ultimately what this distills down to. This that's what that's what's so insane about this because it comes down to people on the left, the Soviet style left, who are so damn terrified. Of having their opinions challenged. they The small mindedness of these people. They are so insecure in their own convictions. That they actually use the government as an agent of state to suppress dissent. And they do it because they either can't. Or they feel like they're above it somehow. Debate. That's what this is. When you silence someone. You're not, you're not showing strength. You're showing that you're too afraid to hear them speak. Everyone likes on the left likes to say that, oh, well, it's hate speech or it's it's not hate speech. These are people who are talking about health care for crying out loud. They're they're talking about taxation. They're talking about everyday issues just because you disagree with it doesn't mean that it's hate. Biggest bunch of damn babies that exist. And it's, you know, this idea with Twitter's a private company, but they weren't acting as a private company. Jen Psaki was on the dais telling everyone, a, what, a year and a half ago that they were working with social media companies telling them what to suppress and what not to suppress. So that argument's dead. You can't use it. And it affects so many people. Like I said, it affects more than just four people. The four people that I keep, their names I keep. Now, libs of TikTok definitely got, uh, I think, uh, well, most recently worse than anybody. But some of these other ones, I'm like, come on, seriously, you're just like chasing for attention. This happened to so many people. And there are still people who are banned and suspended, you know, major accounts. Uh, This needs to be made public for everyone to search is what it needs to is what needs to happen. It needs to be made public for everyone to search. And I know that Musk said something to the effect of, you know, at some point they're working on a way to allow people to be able to check their accounts ...to see, you know, what their status is. You know what gets me? I was reading this uh, chick. Her name's Ann Collier. Whatever the, whoever the hell she is. She says, three of us resigned from Twitter's Trust and Safety Council today. Cry me a river, Ann. You fascist. She, it's, 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 it's crazy. She said, we feared a two-tiered Twitter. We feared a two-tiered Twitter. Oh, uh, Really? I'm going to I'm gonna, for those of you following me I'm going to retweet this. They lied to us for how long? These people lied to us. They worked with the government secret they conspired. They didn't collude, they conspired. To try to stifle speech, to affect an election, and this isn't just I mean right now we're talking about Twitter, but this goes so far beyond Twitter. This is Google, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it is, it's all these companies to affect the outcome of an election that affects how much tax you pay so yes, absolutely Section 230 needs to be remedied needs to be altered to include algorithms because algorithm, when you are manipulating what is showing, you are editorializing that renders you a publication not facilitation of discussion talked about this before I told you two years ago, I started watching this because over Halloween on October 31st of 2020, what did I lost like um, something like 100,000 followers overnight, just gone. And then I started losing. um, It was anywhere from 30 to 50,000 followers a week. It was like clockwork. And then it went to 100,000. Um, I had to refollow, like my own husband I had to refollow, you know, Kane. I had to refollow my own damn radio show account It's ridiculous My radio show account was throttled uh, And you can, there were search tools That you could use to check it at the time And I did And when I would go to Twitter to search for The most recent, my most recent tweets Not top tweets, but the most recent ones Some people misread that It only showed things from a week ago So everything was a week delayed And was it you telling me that the notifications that you would get when you signed up for them were a week delayed, too?
2: Oh, yeah. Now it's getting better, though. It's weird how it just is getting better. Like the other day, I got one from you that was only an hour after you sent it, as opposed to 24 hours after you sent it.
1: Well, one of the things is Bobby Barack over at Outkick, he did a piece, and he um, he was saying that mine, and again, there are like thousands of conservatives. That's why I'm like, it's not just the four that they keep talking about on Fox News. FFS, come on. It's a lot more um but he was saying that mine and thousands of others that there he noted when they looked at some of the analytics of it when musk took over and this was probably like a month after he took over when i guess they started releasing some things that he noticed an increase a massive like overnight increase in engagement not really talking about followers but engagement in like my account and thousands of others who are really who are conservative, verified and unverified, like because of public figure or whatever. And he noted that that was probably because Musk had locked the controls, et cetera, et cetera. You might think that this doesn't matter, but you have to realize, too, as everything moves into the digital sphere, this becomes precedent for how free speech is handled. You know, there's a Supreme Court case right now, 303 Creative, the website that's going to be the determination, a major determination in free speech. You cannot leave any bit of ground unclaimed You cannot allow the statism to get an inch anywhere you, Freedom requires perpetual vigilance And this is where I say that some people just aren't out, up for freedom Some people enjoy being shepherded And not in a biblical sense they enjoy being taken care of. They enjoy being told what to do. They enjoy being able to just go to their government and find out. It, re, liberty is a responsibility, and for people who don't want that responsibility, it can be a burden to them. That's how you get big government. So you, you have to be ever vigilant with this. I'm not saying anything new. I'm basically bastardizing something that Thomas Jefferson said eons ago. You have to be ever vigilant. And it includes with new frontiers like this. I was making the I'm going to talk about this a a little bit here coming up, because all of this started that when this really kind of kicked off, it wasn't just with Trump. This actually predates Trump. This goes back to even pre Tea Party and the left realized, holy cow, these people have an advantage there was literally a session um, at NetRoots, which is a left, it was like a leftist digital conference, and I, I didn't crash it. I bought a damn ticket to go, because I was like, "I'm going to show the hell up. It's the United States of America." They had a session talking about how to counter conservative influence on, on social media spaces, because when social media really, when it exploded and this was pre-2012, conservatives dominated. And the left did not know what to do. They could not catch up. They, In in order to catch up, they decided to manipulate the system. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Because to understand where we are now, you have to understand where we came from. And that this, this is not all just because of Trump. This predates it. Don't give them a pass by saying that, oh, this is just because of Trump. These people have been doing this since before him. I'm actually surprised he was even able to get as digitally as far as he did. With all of this Some of the other things that we have to get into Sam Brinton I, guys, hands to sky I'm not making this up I saw this last night and my jaw hit the floor I thought, I was, I thought somebody was pulling one over on me You know, okay, so you know Sam Brinton, right? The spanky guy Who dresses as a furry Oh yeah. Spanks furs a lot I don't know That guy, the guy who steals all these women's luggage He stole another damn suitcase What? Yes, he stole another one So we've got to talk about this. Now they had a felony warrant out for him. I mean, yeah. So we're going to get into that. we got got national security. I have a whole bunch of stuff, moronic stuff, wokery, economy, what you think the nine circles of hell in Dante's Inferno are. I have an idea. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see kel reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other kel weapons and products check out keltecweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com keltec creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world keltecweapons.com
2: and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by keltec
1: I was looking at this. The Justice Department was asking a judge to hold Trump in contempt over the Mar-a-Lago block. I don't even care about this. I don't care about this so bad. I wanna take all the stories that are written about it, and I wanna make a little pile in my driveway, and I wanna soak it all with kerosene, and then I wanna light one singular match and throw it right on top of it and watch it burn while I drink a beer. That's what I wanna do. And then maybe give it a one-finger salute. A thumbs up, thank you. Let's keep it clean, because it's Christmas season, all right? I'm just saying, do you care about this story? Can I move past? I thought maybe it would be interesting when I put this in here at nine o'clock last night, and now I'm like second guessing myself. Uh, moving on, someone is going to have to explain to me, and Twitter did an admirable job last night of why pickleball. I don't understand the attraction of the sport, but this is hysterical. Pickleball players are banned from a New York City park because they had a turf war with the kids. <laughs> They say it's a West Village playground. Parents have been complaining for months that adult pickleball fans are hogging up all of the blacktop space and making it absolutely impossible for kids to have fun. So they had the it's the some playground in Manhattan. They had two designated courts solely for pickleball. Uh, which they describe as tennis light. I don't know if that's accurate. They said many adults were so desperate to get in their pickleball fix that they put up their own nets and courts on kids' play spaces. Up to twelve matches have been going on at a time on nice days, and parents were frustrated. So they've had a turf war, and the parents won. They got them banned, and they only can do the two. They can only do the two courts now. But there are all these photos of kids running around and these like adults in all black in the sun because you know it's New York City. Trying to get their pickleball on. They are so hipsters. I'm gonna beat them with their own rackets. It's actually hysterical. They're they're hipsters that are trying to play pickleball. Someone told me it was an old person sport, but all the photos that I've seen, they're hipsters. I don't see old people. I say hipsters. I'm not even gonna tell you what Juan calls it. Not even gonna say it. And apparently used car prices are collapsing. Most on record. Apparently, now that bubble has popped. So if you were in that market, good news for you. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. Our friends at Hillsdale College want to wish you and your family a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous new year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example, the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. And the college continues this mission in its classrooms and nationwide through their educational outreach efforts. They couldn't do it without your help. So this Christmas season, Hillsdale wants to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness towards the college. They've prepared a special video, their sacred music choir singing O Little Town of Bethlehem." In their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of campus. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. And while there, please consider a donation to the college by clicking the support Hillsdale College button at the top of the page. You'll want to put this special Christmas song on replay. Find it at hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. And I promise it will be uplifting and inspiring for you. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas.
0: Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: Um, Arizona sent me to the United States Senate to be an independent voice for our state, and I'll continue doing that. What I think is important about this decision and, and this move is that I'll be able to show up to work every day as an independent and not be, you know, stuck into one party's demands mm-hmm. of... Following without thinking, and, and as we've seen in recent years, both parties have created this uh, kind of requirement or a pull towards the edges that you just unthinkingly support all of one party's viewpoints. Mm. It's made it difficult to find folks who are willing to work
0: together and solve problems.
1: So that's Kirsten Cinema, who just made everybody mad on the left. Welcome back to the program. You're I'm not lovable. I, I'm you're just sure smart, you Alec, curmudgeon today. Yes, no, I'm not, Dana Lash. I'm here just I'm mean, and I feel like um, I'm just gonna sit in the corner and glare. <laughs> anyway, welcome. It's Friday. We're gonna get. I told you we all get through the week together. Come on, fist bump. Mm-hmm. So, Kirsten Cinema is now. Don't get all excited. Let me explain. First off, let me tell you what the headline is, and then let me tell you why you shouldn't get totally excited. So Kirsten Cinema is leaving the Democrat Party and registering as an independent. She says that she quote never fit perfectly in either national party, end quote. Now, people are saying, Well, is this gonna change? What is this gonna change? She's switching, she's shaking up the Senate. She would need that. she actually didn't say that she would um run for reelection either. But she also said, here's a hint, that she does not expect a change in how the Senate operates. Here's what's important. How will she caucus? Because you have independents there and they caucus the Democrats. So she caucuses the Democrats. It changes nothing. It just means she's an independent and she's at least being a little more honest about it. Unlike people like Mitt Romney, who's like a more of a left leaning independent. Oh, stop it. You know, he is. I don't even want to hear it. And so this is the um, I think that's the kind of the big question. I don't think she's going to do anything differently than she's already doing. But her registering as an independent, especially after Georgia, is interesting. Because like I said, it's not, I don't really, I don't see this changing anything with party sharing, or sorry, uh, power sharing with um, uh, committees, things of that nature. I I don't really see that. But I do, don't you think it's kind of interesting she waited until after Georgia to do it? Hmm, I'm just saying. I think she's crafty in a good way. She's crafty. And I also think she's been horribly mistreated by her party. I'm um, So she's registered as an independent. And that came out this morning. Now, if it... Because it, whether or not it shakes up the power dynamic, like I said, I just don't... I don't... Um, because I, I. to me, I see that she's still... All the indications that she has given is that she's going to be i mean she'll be caucusing with democrats she votes with democrats the majority of the time let's not be mistaken here i was actually if you bear with me i was looking for my notes on her voting record um which i kind of threw together hastily this morning but she i mean she votes with joe biden i mean the majority of the time so there's no way all of a sudden you know republicans in the senate are going to have an extra person caucusing with them this is not going to happen and so the dynamic here with all of this, whether or not she's, you know, what this ultimately ends up meaning, I think most of the Republicans are still focusing on what's happening in the House at this point. But I do, this is kind of interesting because this, um, she's, I, I think a lot of people are wondering what, there, some people are looking for mansion, et cetera. Is this d- does this increase Manchin's importance because the addition of Warnock, Warnock winning his race in Georgia sort of diminished that also kind of diminished her a little bit and the Democrat Party. But she says that it's she's an independent voice. What I really ultimately think, because she had said too that she didn't know if she was going to run for reelection. I think actually she may have a difficult time winning a reelection as a Democrat. In a, in a Democrat primary, that is. I mean, she's a Democrat. She backed, go back to, what was it, 2021. She backed Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID bill that kick-started, infl- I mean, kickstarted it just inflamed the economy. It's why we have such crazy inflation right now is because of this bill, $1.9 trillion. It was a spending spree. Here's my notes. So I have what I have here and looking at Uh, Google News Initiative, I don't know. She's voted with uh, her party 97% of the time. She's a Democrat. She's not going to caucus. She's not going to be hanging out with, with Senate Republicans. Now, yes, I do think it's smart that she's opposed getting rid of the filibuster. She is opposed packing the Supreme Court. And she opposed that uh, build back better bill because there were certain limitations that were not included that made her a little bit more of a moderate than they did you know far left soviet-style progressive which by the way that sidebar that is a phrase we need to use ad nauseum now to describe the left because that's what it is soviet-style leftist and so some people were i was reading this piece who was this by Make sure I can't. I don't see my. I'm not going to sit here and search for the but I had this piece where some people were wondering if she was going to end up like Joe Lieberman, because remember he switched to become an independent. He ended up losing. Um, well, he he first off he ended up losing uh, his Democrat par- primary to Ned Lamont, and then he didn't endorse Lamont going into the general election. Lieber, Lieberman just became an independent, and he kind of really became an outcast with the Democrat Party. But that was also, I mean, he'd been in the Senate for how long was Lieberman in the Senate for? And he's from Massachusetts, which is way different than Arizona. An Arizona Democrat, although, I don't know, can you really say that anymore? Some people say, well, a Democrat in like Southern Texas is uh, very different than a Democrat in New York. No, they're not. Not if they vote with a party. You can't say that anymore. It's not the same. Now, I think if you're comparing state lawmakers, maybe like a state member of the legislature, but not Congress, not Senate. I don't think you can. So she's she's a Democrat. That's why I don't really think this is going to change all that much. I mean, you know, it remains to be seen. But I mean, it's still pretty big news because I think it also shows just how far these they've gone. I mean, they're 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 losing her mansion stays because he likes his seniority on a lot of these committees. That's one of the things that she will lose if she's on any, they'll, they'll, they'll replace her. So a few other things, gosh, we've got a bunch of odds and ends, but all very important. Can we just, oh man, alive. Can we talk about this dude for a second? Like I said, I legit thought that this, I was getting had when I saw this second time. So you remember Sam Brinton, this dude has, he's been placed on leave. You know what I have not seen reported? and I'm actually looking through my notes right as I speak, you know what I've not seen being reported is whether or not he, his security clearance was removed. Sam Brinton. He's over at, uh, he runs, he basically handles nuclear waste. For the second time, this dude has been accused of stealing a woman's suitcase this comes from... This is last night. The second story came out. In Las Vegas, they said a felony warrant was issued for Sam Brinton, Deputy Assistant Secretary. The charges for grand larceny. The value is between $1,200 to $5,000, according to records. Now, he is the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. That's Office of Nuclear Energy. That, that requires... You have to have like security clearances for this stuff. That's what this requires. And this is separate from the incident at the Minneapolis airport. That's when he took that lady's Vera Bradley bag. I still love the tweet that someone had that it explains why he dresses so goofy because he just wears whatever women's clothing he finds in these suitcases that he steals. So the second time and he, he stole it from the airport. Harry Reid International Airport. So this guy's a klepto. I mean, clearly. Did you think he was sane? No. He's stealing it. How many? Do you honestly? I wonder if it's more than two bags at this point. Dude, you cannot tell me that it is not more than two bags. So a felony warrant was issued from he had been put on leave. And even before he stole the the news came out that he stole the suitcase from Minneapolis, he had been on leave for a month. And so um, mm, mm, mm. They, there were photos of him that emerged outside of his home in uh, Rockville, Maryland. And I cannot stand the stories on this. This is Daily Mail. And they, they keep referring because he's non-binary. So they call him they, where they live with their, it's he, 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 he. That's what it is. Stop. Let's not butcher grammar. What gave it away? Uh, the balls. That's what gave it away. <laughs> Yeah. And the mustache. I must ask you a question about your balls because clearly you are a dude. The erection. Yeah. It's Friday. Why would you ask something like that? I just assume a lot of people are on vacation so I can get away with a lot more things today. He does look like Matt Damon if Matt Damon had no hair. Kane is correct. And Steve says it's the non-binary nuclear waste guru, which seems like a better title than the yeah. long one that he has. That's what That's
0: what you named it. That's what I said. Ta- oh, is that what I said? That's what I put in my oh, notes. Go
1: me. High five, Dana. Look at me. I um, I just have to share this 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 quote. I'm so sorry to do this to you guys, but if I had to read it, you do too. So he was, somebody got I don't know what this. It's the uh, claw, the claw Corp. It's. Did you know? No, no, no. That would, that's more innocent. Bless your little heart. Did you know that there is a national leather charity? You know, I've learned two things this week. That there is a specific group for minorities who study sharks. And there is a national leather charity. I don't know. And so he had been, it's, it's the Claw Corporation? I don't even know. And they had, that's when they had their little um, symposium, for the lack of a better way to put it. And he was teaching a class through the Claw Corp. At universities and community and at universities and community events across the country, for uh, the class was called "quote the physics of kink." And his bio said, "quote uh, They it's he has been active in the kink world since 2013." This is a guy who handles the nuke stuff, right? Nuclear waste in DC is that why he's got a security clearance? And I'm reading verbatim, so please don't throw me shade. He's, this is the bio, his bio, quote, he's been, I don't say they, he's been active in the kink world since 2013, hosts monthly kink parties in his dungeon in Washington, D.C., and estimates he spanked over 2,000 cute butts, end quote. I am not kidding you. Are you on the ground? What are you doing? Did you fall off your chair? No. I had to check on Kane. I just leaned over. And he said he taught a class on the Newtonian physics of spanking and that physics is a pivotal part of it. So this is the guy that steals all the ladies. Honestly, it sounds like some sil- like a build-up to Silence of the Lambs Part 3. Like the new guy. Puts the lotion in the basket or it gets the holes again. Because he's already out there committing crimes, stealing ladies' clothing. If you don't want me to make these comparisons, then don't be a klepto and draw this much attention to yourself doing criminal things. How many
2: pictures of him have we seen with other women's clothes that he's stolen?
1: I'm, I'm wondering if all of them are. I mean, how is it that you just go to baggage claim and you just be taking suitcases that are not yours? Just walking away. It's weird, right? You would think with all those extra clothes, he'd have fun, find something nicer to wear. I mean, this is one of my big problems with dudes like this, because not every woman dresses like uh, what's the lady from that one show with the John Ritter and he will live with them women. Yes. And there was that one woman who was like the house mom. She's an older woman. She wore them long necklaces and she always looked like she was dressed to go sit by the pool. You know what I mean? Like in the 60s. Like she had the long flowing stuff all the time, like the calf and the she wore the big long necklaces. He dresses like he's her. Is that what he thinks the chicks dress like? I mean, do you not have an Instagram? Do you not see all these influencers? They all it's did you not realize that it's on solo season? It's leggings, boots. And sock hats That's, That is is the outfit du jour It is that season Dude I don't even know I know we gotta roll But I could sit here and talk about this whole outfit thing uh, I mean cause it just He ain't even trying Alright we gotta get moving uh, Our friend's over I, drink, I Did I finish it? I feel like Patrick with a candy bar I guess I drank all my coffee Jeez my <laughs> Someone took it Black Rifle Coffee Company. I love this coffee company. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of stupid stuff that goes on. Uh, people run in their mouths about this company because there's a huge effort from the left to divide the right. And try to take out this company Because it's a veteran-owned conservative company That has mainstreamed our values in commerce And that's a huge threat to the left So I see all these people that I just never have seen before A year ago popping up and saying all this stuff Just know that's what this is Um, I love this coffee It's good coffee Everything else out there is commie swill And if you want eagles to cry on Christmas Then go ahead and drink, you know, the over-roasted beans at Starbuck's Go right ahead. But if you want actual good coffee that is sourced and and actually roasted here in the United States by vets, well, then Black Rifle Coffee is your coffee. Like I said, they are they all they're all about giving back. They support our law enforcement community. Uh, they they support first responders, active duty military. They have a tons of new products out right now. So when you're thinking about you think about your Christmas gifts, keep Black Rifle Coffee Company in mind because the Coffee Club subscription. Oh my gosh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, their co- their club is amazing. It's the gift that keeps on giving. You choose whatever roast you want and they have a frillion of them. And you can choose if you want the light roast, you know, if you want the dark roast, you know, because you're tougher. That's my opinion Uh, Then you can choose it And get your frequency of shipment Set all of that You get discounts on all kinds of merch But the best part is You legit never run out of coffee You get fresh roasted coffee From around the world Roasted here in the U.S. Delivered right to your doorstep With free shipping So head on over to BlackRifleCoffee.com Slash Dana Find my faves And get all the best merch And coffee and apparel All in time for Christmas Something for everybody on your list BlackRifleCoffee.com Slash Dana
0: Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show.
1: The most important thing you can do to prepare for your holidays is to get your updated COVID vaccine. And if you get it now, you'll be protected in time for winter holiday gatherings. Really? Protected. Really? Protected? What does it protect you from? Does it protect you from the Rona? Oh no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't do that. that was, a, that was a Jill Biden. They, no, I'm not doing the doctor thing. What an honorary. Also, I don't call you doctor unless you can rearrange guts. You can get mad at me all you want to. Unless you can cut people up and prescribe medicines and rearrange guts. Ain't happening. I think it's just a, I think it's a vanity. Get mad at me. I know there's people in the audience that are like, oh, I, I take offense so that I have a doctor and they're good for you i just not gonna. I don't believe. It's my personal opinion. My son told me once he was going to get a doctorate in his course of study, and I said, "I'm never calling you doctor. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You can waste your own money on that. I ain't calling you doctor." Anyway, uh, welcome back to the show. <laughs> You're somewhat lovable curmudgeon. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Jill Biden says you need to get your vaccine before the holidays. They hate you, man. Just why? It just it doesn't protect anything. Doesn't do nothing. Doesn't. Mm mm. The same. It doesn't it doesn't seem to prevent anything. Where was this at? This is like earlier today. She said this. I just and she doesn't sound convincing in her plea there. So coming up, we got a lot. Uh, the Senate Senate Democrats. We're going to get into that. The Republican establishment, Twitter, the fight for free speech, the issue of our time. We got this and a ton more. Stick with a second hour this Friday on the way. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a one. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana.
2: As you know, how does this not only encourage more kidnappings of prominent Americans if they go overseas?
0: Sadly, kidnappings and wrongful detentions are not something new. Britney was not the first one, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, and there will be more, sadly, going forward. And what yeah, we're trying to now. do is we put, it, we put some additional sanctions in place to, to try to it's inhibit uh, hostage taking, mm-hmm. as it were.
1: Yeah, of course they, of course they will. Of course there's going to be more now because you've just incentivized it. Anytime there's a Russian that we got in custody, if they've been doing bad stuff, guess what? All Putin's got to do is snatch up some Americans and there you go. Welcome back to the program, top of the second hour this Friday. Dana Lash with you, ladies and gents. Did you, I, I, so if you sign up for my newsletter over at Substack, chapter and verse, I have video there and it's a really weird video. How many seconds is this video? For those of you who are, um, watching the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show you can watch us uh, do the show also on the first or youtube or facebook i think juan may throw it up but so griner at one point when they when so when she was released when they were doing this prisoner swap she legit was right on the tarmac with victor boot Kane, Yeah. the uh weapons dealer who armed all these terrorist groups and they she walked. She. They were right by each other, and everyone was shaking hands. And then, right as she leaned in to shake hands, there was a video edit. And then all of a sudden, they were walking away. It seems like they edited out her handshake. Yeah. Because it's really they edited out the handshake. Hmm. Imagine that. Wonder why. Well, we know why. I mean, i can, We know why. <sighs> I tell you something pretty unbelievable pretty unbelievable so that to me was that was real weird it was very weird now I have to tell you something too I was looking at all of this because one of the big things that I watched and I mentioned this yesterday I was if you can't tell I was very sassy when I sent out at least one of the pieces last night because I used html to highlight the theo von way of saying cynthia and you, have, you just have to read the newsletter because I saw people who kept and I see, I saw the people on the left kept trying to do this all day yesterday. I made the remark that, well, you know, this Biden sure does have a habit of leaving Marines behind. And all these progressives, like people in the media or these like D-listers who I don't know, they have to put their IMDB links in their profile because nobody knows who they are. They they kept they kept going back to what's his face, Paul Whalen. going back to Paul Whalen. And they said, oh, he was. Dis, he was um, dishonorably discharged or something, and he was had used. Uh, he w- he was accused of stuff by the government, but the details haven't actually been fully made public. But we're just supposed to take the word of the government with the FISA court and everything else, and all of the baggage and the FBI abuse, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're just supposed to suddenly believe them on this guy. Forgive me if I will take a moment to say mm, I need some evidence. So whatever happened with him is completely irrelevant to the fact that Joe Biden has a habit of leaving Marines behind. And the left was apoplectic at me over this all yesterday, all last night. Because, and they keep ignoring the 13 dead servicemen who were left at Hamid Karzai International Airport there in Kabul. They, keep, they ignore this. Well, of course they do. It's inconvenient I mean, I don't. And someone someone said, oh, your buddy Trump did nothing to help Paul Whelan. Nothing. I don't know what he did or didn't do. And I don't care because I you cannot sit here and excuse every Biden screw up with. But but my Trump. But my Trump, though, Biden left 13 servicemen and women for dead at Hamid Karzai in, in Kabul. And I wrote about this extensively at the time. He acted against the advice of all military counsel. And no, he was never chained to any previous commitment. I have receipts literally as links on every single part of this. He wasn't. There was, he, was not, he was not chained to anything because it wasn't, there, there, was, there was that formality wasn't there. The Doho agreement was about stopping the Taliban from Airbnb in Afghanistan and trump withdrew everybody but what 2500 as a residual force that's how he and he was acting on advice of military counsel he wanted to take everybody out military counsel was saying if you do that you're going to leave a power vacuum it's going to be dangerous leave a residual force and then we're going to do it incrementally after that he said okay biden was no more bound to the doha agreement than trump was to obama's iran agreement or the paris accord that's so stupid and biden had already by the way if he was so damn bound by that agreement why did he extend the may deadline to september Oh, but then he went ahead and ignored all the military advisors. They wanted to leave. They wanted to have an incremental withdrawal to prevent what happened from happening. And he didn't listen. That's such a stupid defense. The issue was never if we should withdraw. It was always ever only how to prevent, again, from the the very thing from happening to to unfold. He undercut all of our allies who disagreed with his immediate total withdrawal. And he totally botched it because he closed Bagram first. And then everyone that was at Bagram had to, they were forced into the death funnel of the, this urban cluster of Kabul. I mean, you, you, you created a kill box. What do you think was going to happen? Hell, you can play a basic tower defense game and know that you don't do that. So if you're going to keep a scorecard of screw ups, you better do it properly. This whole, this whole obsession the left has of who was president when Waylon was arrested at the expense of dead service members that Biden left at HKIA is ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you, if I was being real honest, I'd have a hell of a lot of support or respect for President McUnity had he told the Russians to just pound sand and not traded Victor Bout for anybody or Victor Boot for anybody. If anyone, if it wasn't for a bunch of Americans, including Waylon and then that teacher, what's his name, Mark Fogle, not just Greiner. So instead, we have a commander-in-chief who has to rely on the United Arab Emirates and the Saudi's crown prince, so it's OPEC plus negotiating with itself. And all we get is Greiner? And then we are guaranteed that in the future, if we ever arrest a Putin ally, all the Kremlin has to do is snatch up some Americans and hold them for trade. Now, here's what else is interesting. I'm sure that this is just a coincidence. The U.S. court cites... Uh, the Mohammed bin Salman immunity as it drops the Khashoggi suit so they dropped the lawsuit against the Saudi's crown prince by the way I don't know what I think of this whole thing I always thought Khashoggi was an activist and that's how most journalists do they're activists who masquerade as journalists and then they get involved in stuff and you know you don't you shouldn't kill people clearly but let's not like act like pure as the driven snow just straight no chaser news but they dismissed this. They said, "Oh, he's got immunity. The Biden administration granted the guy who Biden said he was going to make a pariah. He granted him immunity. And then legit the next day, Saudi Crown Prince broke her deal to swap WNBA star Brittany Greiner for Merchant of Death Arms dealer. I'm sure that's a coincidence, right? Because Washington, D.C. is never on purpose. It's all coincidental, correct? Yeah, the guy who said, "I'm going to make him a pariah." He gave him immunity. How many times does the left got to get suckered by their own before they start actually questioning the legitimacy of their intent? Here, we're going to pay off your college loans. No, we're not. We actually just banked on the time between promising and this going and being litigated and overturned by the Supreme Court to get you to vote for us, right? I mean, how many times do people got to get get taken on this? (sighs) This is wild. Oh, no, we're not going to. We're only going to look at uh, $20,000 payments and stuff, uh, you know, like big time payments on uh, digital entities like Venmo. And that. oh, no, we lied. It's going to be 600 out. We're, we changed it conveniently after the election. You guys got just got taken again. And now with this, oh, MBS is a pariah. We're going to make him pay. We're going to make him a pariah. Oh, my gosh. We just gave him immunity. in the very thing that we said we were going to make him a pariah over. I mean, how many times do you people have to have broken promises? Good grief. I, just nuts. So, I, hell, I don't even think Hillary Clinton forgave Bill Clinton that many times. Just saying. Now, on Twitter and the free speech, the second part of the Twitter files dropped yesterday. And it affects way more than just the four people that they keep saying it affects. It's silly. But, um, what gets me is that we heard from the left Whenever anytime anybody would say any of us would say wow it feels like we're being really seems like we're being stifled and suppressed and the left would say that's your nuts you're just a conspiracy theorist that's all you are there's you're, you're making this up and then here you have the files and they're published on Twitter and proof is provided here are the document. Here's the documentation. And now the left is saying, no, it's an it's a nothing burger. This is just, you know, this is so old. No one cares. It's a nothing burger. Th- this is the same deflection that they had with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Oh, no, no, no. Now it's a nothing burger. It's what Corinne Jean-Pierre said the other day. Oh, no, no, no. It's a nothing burger. You don't need it. It's a nothing burger. You don't need to know it. now. Now it's the same thing. With this story. And Glenn Greenwald says they did the same thing with the NSA story, spying on Americans. It's true. I'm seeing all of these, this, um, all these people on the left. No, no, no. And also uh, cable news. No, this is just, this big reveal is nothing. This wasn't a huge secret. Wait a minute. I thought you guys said this was a conspiracy theory and that words were violence and that we were all making this up. And now here it is. Hmm. It's been proven. The big free speech issue of our time. I made mentioned earlier, all of this really began, all of this began even before the Tea Party with the don't go movement. If you're unfamiliar with that is quick 22nd thing, it was a fight over energy. In the House, when Nancy Pelosi had the lights turned off and the C-SPAN cameras turned off, and a bunch of Republicans were staying in there over the summer break because they were hell-bent on negotiating with Democrats to lower energy costs for Americans all across the country. And Nancy Pelosi didn't want to do it, she wanted to go home. So the hashtag Don't Go movement was created to encourage Republicans to stay. She ended up having a Capitol Police come and escort them out of the Capitol. It was all on video. So that's how that started. That predated the Tea Party, which kicked off. And one of the things that a lot of stories were written at the time that the the conservatives were really, really good at organizing on social media. When we kicked off Tea Party 2.0, we started doing it on social media. It's how I started meeting people in different states. And then we all got on the phone and planned the very we were planning the very first rallies. And so it, but a lot of it was really it was kicked off in social media. And the left did not realize until it was too late. They were being outmaneuvered. And this isn't the first time like we used to outmaneuver them when it came to ballot harvesting, when it came to registering people to vote. I mean, Republicans used to be so damn good at that. What happened? The Republican Party's it's a numbers game more so than it's a persuasion game anymore, which is kind of lame. But it is what it is. You know, you can't change anything until you change the people. And nobody wants to change the people because that's too much damn work. And other people get promoted to positions of power adjacency. By not doing it that way so there's an incentive to 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 do it as a numbers game than as a persuasion game it's truth and so when the left realized they couldn't beat the right or the independence of the libertarians on social media that's when they decided well let's start manipulating the algorithm and suppressing who comes up and who doesn't and that's when this all started I really started noticing it before the 2012 election. Really started to see a pickup in after that And then it was already well in full swing Before 2016 even arrived And it just The only difference between pre-2016 and now Is they got more blatant about it They didn't care if you saw They just didn't care And you know what? They don't care about explaining it either Crazy even Elton John's, like, is fallen for this. I'm kind of sad. He says, it's sad to me see misinformation being used to divide a world. I'm not using Twitter, given the recent change in policy, which will allow misinformation to flourish unchecked. I mean, it, this isn't about you. This is misinformation. You can't just sit here and classify it and be a narrow-minded bigot. Every single opinion that's different from yours is misinformation. But that's what the left wants to do, and now they can't do it anymore. All the truth is, truth always comes out. It may take a while but it always comes out. Man and I hope some people are burned for hiding it.
0: Senator Cinema leaves the Democratic Party, President Biden brings home an American but at a terrible price. And Republicans lose yet another very winnable Senate race. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives. And hopefully, a lot of laughs, too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: All right, so where do we start? A driver got a $553 ticket after driving more than five miles with snow on his windshield. This is kind of a crazy story with a stupid pop-up ad. Uh, KOMO News, right? Washington State, they ticketed this driver because they said that he drove more than five miles along one interstate in Kitsap County so he did you know how some people do if you're too lazy to get all the ice off your windshield you just chip right where you can see that's kind of what he did and they said he was driving erratically though but he said his windshield wipers weren't working so he got that big ticket for negligent driving in the second degree yeah you got to actually clean that off you can't be you can actually get it even if you have your front windshield uh cleared off if your back isn't and if your are if like mirrors aren't you can get a ticket that way as well i think most people know that The length of your genes could actually determine how long you live. Scientists say that they have cracked the secret of aging And it could lead to a fountain of youth pill Researchers at Northwestern University Say shorter genes speed up aging They've studied genes from humans Mice, rats, small fish The pattern of shorter gene uh, Equaling a shorter life They said is observed uniformly In all species And it's a major genetic analysis And they said that so far They haven't seen any kind of exceptions to this With all of their studies And they said that now they think they can hijack this mechanism and maybe pave the way for a fountain of youth that could even slow or reverse aging do you really want to be on the planet though that long with all these people i mean just think of like the way things are now do you i mean just saying there's some things that might be better top gun maverick of course was named the best film of 2022 if it wasn't kane and i were gonna go out and write and set some things responsibly on fire uh, that it is, according to the National Board of Review, Top Gun Maverick is the best film of 2022 because it was. It raked in $1.5 billion worldwide. Tom Cruise saved the movie industry. He saved that industry. That film saved Hollywood. They did. It did. Stick with us. We got more in store.
0: The weird, the unusual, and the hilarious. Check out Dana's Absurd Truth podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Mr. President.
1: Mr.
2: President, what do you say to the bipartisan criticism of the Grimers swap? Mr. President, what did you say to
0: the Grimers today? Mr. President,
1: what did you say to the Grimers today? Oh, man. He He doesn't know. Mr. President, what do do you think? Thank you. Thank you. He does what, did I ever tell you what one of my friends does? She's from Georgia. And whenever she, when she doesn't want to do something, but she's like real polite about it, she does that whole thing. Thank you. Thank you, too. First off, welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Bottom of our second hour. Well, Yeah, well, she'll go, uh, no, thank you. She did this all the time when they were trying to make her wear masks in stores. And she is like, you know, very proper. You know, she has her makeup done. You know, she's one of, you know, girly girl. And she would go in the stores and go, no, thank you. Mm. They would say, would you like a mask? Ma'am, can you wear a mask? No, thank you. And then it, was, it would confuse them because they didn't, they'd they stop for a minute. And they're like, wait, does she think that we are offering her a mask? Or she is what? And by the time they figured it out, she's already in the store and there's nothing they could do. And she would do that going on, um, going on airplanes when they would try to make you gate check a bag. And they would, because she always had a big tote with her. And she would have a little roller board. She never checked bags and never checks bags. I don't know why I'm talking past tense. Um, She's like five years older than me. And she would just go, no, thank you. And go down the board, go down uh, the jet bridge. No, thank you. And it confuses them. They're like, wait a minute. What are you? What? what?" But that's that's what they're doing. No, thank you. No, thank you. (sighs) Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash, as I said. So a couple things. The dean. I didn't want to immediately come in with the some of this because you need to. This is crazy. Play. I needed to set this up. This is that Chicago private school dean of students. Yeah, bragging about um, teaching gay sex to minors, like young kids. Listen to this. This audio is only one.
2: So wow. I've been in the dean for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride Week every year, and I had um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around fuck plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer. Is, sex, can you even say
1: that by the using way on, on versus air? versus using
0: spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. They're just like passing around dildos.
1: Okay, and. That's like, Steve, I wish I could share with you what Steve is doing in Slack. Steve goes, I left it in, LOL.
2: <laughs> I mean, it is news. Uh, it's what's know, being said it's and so... being reported, so. Uh,
1: because when you see him, he looks like a Mario Brothers character. Like, he's, you know, like his car in, in that he would drive is like a windowless van. Ugh. So this guy, why is that, first off, why is that, ed- that's not educational. That is so not educational. Why would you brag about Yeah. Why, yeah, why are you bragging about it? Why would you, oh, uh, that's not education. He was saying that he thought he loved watching the kids pass it around. I bet you did. Oh, and God. I can't even talk about some of the other stuff that he said in here. Um, he was asking, like, they would ask him, how does this work? And he, he goes, that's the cool part of my job. Oh, sick man. Oh, my gosh. Hell would have no fury. Oh, man. So people were back. They were outraged. They, I don't even want to say this, the, the hashtag, but his name's Joseph Bruno. Now, James O'Keefe. Joseph Bruno's outside of school and. Hi, there's James O'Keefe. Surprise. Audio sound by two. Listen to this. Joe Bruno. Yes. Hi there.
0: Um, James O'Keefe with Project Veritas.
1: Yeah. Do the no, no, no. He is so shocked. You're he on is not camera running.
0: here talking about giving anal sex toys and butt plugs to little children.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's... They're
0: just like passing around dildos, butt his plugs. his video. The kids are just playing with them. Sir, why are you running? Why are you running he away? Started running. Why are you running? Sir, anal butt
1: plugs and toys? It's kind of redundant, those two. Excuse me?
0: Bruno, just uh, excuse me. Um, this, this guy, this teacher is... Talking about giving sex toys to your you children. Actually,
1: this is the space where we're discussing children. Right. Can you actually have that? Yeah, so, so you why you But he was giving sex
0: toys to the children.
1: I, I have children here. not it ironic. Oh my gosh. James O'Keefe does the angels work. I'm telling you what. And he's been Dean there for four years. And so here's what's crazy. And he's, he's on video talking about all this stuff. And he like simulates it. He, he pans them lube and they oh, simulate it. No. How is that? That's not education, folks. It's it's at the Francis it's a elite school in Chicago called Francis W. Parker. He I mean, I was just going to say if you ha- asked AI to come up to generate an image of what um pervert would look like, it would be this guy. Oh my gosh. It would I mean, he looks like an AI generated image of put inputting pervert into the field. Look at that. Look at that. I just his the top and bottom parts of his head are smaller than the middle part of his head. His, shape, his head's shaped like a football. Anyway, so here's what's crazier. Because you and I are outraged by this. Like, we think we're just shocked. Oh, but there's more. The school is apparently defending him. What, Dude. For real. They're defending him. Francis W. Parker School. They're defending that dean, Joseph Bruno. They, they said, they go, this is their statement. I need to hold on to something. i <sighs> have everybody get a hold of something. They, they said, he was filmed without his knowledge or permission while describing one example of our inclusive LGBTQ plus affirming and comprehensive approach to sex education. Veritas deceptively edited the video with malicious intent. End quote. So what, is, what, did, he deceptive, what did they deceptively edit? I'm so tired of hearing this. He literally said, quote, I am so sorry, but I have to read this. I, I'll, I'll help myself here because some of you are like, Dane, I'm at work and my headphones are broken or out of battery and I'm in literally in my cubicle. He says, The kids are just playing with them, looking at them, you know, the toys that we just mentioned. They're like, How does this aren't work? How do we, how, like, how does this work? That's the cool part of my job, he said. He said, Whether you use spit or lube, he was talking about all this stuff. This is what he said. How is it deceptively edited? In what context? In what context is talking about passing around um, certain backdoor plugs to kids in any way more acceptable than what is seen of his own volition, him speaking from his own mouth on this tape? Oh, that's right. There's none. Deceptively edited. Good grief. So I don't know. This is Chicago. Maybe parents are okay with this guy dealing doing this stuff with their kids. I don't know. Oh man! So they're defending him. Bruno thought he was speaking to a conference attendee over coffee. That makes it even even weirder. You you're just sitting down talking about butt plugs with people over coffee, really? Who di- what? <laughs> him running away though is one of the most is one of the funniest things I've ever seen them do. Because James just shows up. You'd think people would know him now, right? <sighs> Unbelievable. So we have, I got, I got a couple other things too. I saw this, uh, this story. People were talking about the nine circles of hell and Dante's Inferno. Now, I think I'm actually still. So what I brought normally. So Kane and I were having this big discussion. Normally, I would probably list this in one of the circles of hell and Dante's Inferno. Kane and I were talking about um, things that are not candles that you burn that smell good. This is stupid stuff we talk about on break. I brought this in here to show them, and now I feel like a hippie. What is it? it It's a stick. What is it? Palo Santo or whatever? So long story short, we were in this, like, some friends and I, we went to this pretend speakeasy, and they burn rosemary, and they burn a stick of Palo Santo. It's a small room. It makes it smell really good. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it smells so good. Why is this not a candle? Because all the stuff that supposedly smells like this is horrible. So I brought it in here to show Kane. It about smoked me to death. And I feel like a hippie. And we were talking about uh, what is it? Your weird bacteria tea. And then you got mad because you're like oregano oil and all this other stuff and tea. I keep I-
2: saying weird bacteria tea. It is. It's bacteria and yeast. I but don't. Still.
1: I, that's number two on my circles of hell and my Dante's Inferno thing. I was reading this thing where there was, there was this discussion online about um, people's own nine circles of hell, uh, similar to that, which is in Dante's Inferno. Do you want to know what my nine are? Yeah. Just because I don't know what it is and it seems like it's full of hipsters pickleball is the first one that's like the first circle in dante's inferno dante's inferno second would be the essential oils thing right and then that's when you started arguing with me you started in
2: you said essential oils as a blanket statement and i said look there's proven benefits to certain oils out there like tea tree oil okay and, ara- and oil i, I oregano. didn't dispute
1: that one but you can't even tell me what oil of oregano does it does something good you oh, don't
2: even I know. does something good.
1: You don't even know your misinformation. Does. does something good. My third circle is DMV, yeah, oh yeah. the nine circles of hell, and in Dante's Inferno. The fourth on. is Real Housewives Anything. <laughs> the fifth is watching other people's kids in plays. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to go. I don't want to go do that. Does that mean? I'm being honest. No, do you? I mean, really? Yeah. Come on. Uh where what am I at? One, two, three, four, five. Six is TikTok. Seven is influencers selling you crappy home goods. <laughs> Nobody needs a big what is it for chain link on your coffee table. Can we stop with these big giant bowls full of sticks? Stop it. We don't need it. Just don't. Uh eight is buffets. Oh, really? Yeah. Germophobe. Oh, I watched a kid, I kid you not, because you, like, buffets used to be my jam, okay? What was the one that we went, oh, Golden Corral. Oh my gosh, when I lived in St. Louis, like, I was a fixture at my Golden Corral. They're like, hello, Mrs. Lash, here's your, gold, here's your corner table. That's how we did it. And uh, I watched, I legit watched a kid uh, pick his nose, and then he touched the chocolate fountain with the bare finger that he, I, I about died. I couldn't. And after that, I'm done. Ninth, my ninth circle of hell, yeah. musicals. What are yours? Out of curiosity.
2: Yeah, I I'm, I'm, like created a, a little list questionnaire. last night myself. And um, number one on that list was people who don't use their blinkers.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: I, I hate that. When, when you're driving behind someone, all of a sudden their brake lights come on. You're like, what's going on? What's going on? And then their blinker comes on. It's like, no, the blinker's supposed to be first. Then you ragey. press the brakes to make your turn. Stop with that. So people who don't use their okay. blinkers. Also no blinkers. people who can't stay in the lines of a parking spot. Like if you if you, you mean they think they get two yeah they or or the one of the tires or both tires is over on, they're special yeah like what why you, you have eyeballs you're clearly driving no they don't I don't understand your third one Friday news dumps oh I hate that's Friday a good news one. dumps because, yeah because then you got
1: to start working on because then on, on weekends. weekends
2: you have we have no time off it just sucks That's true um so that Six? lays into number four which is our garbage media
1: you're only at four yeah. I thought you were at six. No,
2: no, no. I'm at four. I I was just complaining a lot about each of them. Oh, my gosh. Number five, moronic school boards.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: Number six, fun size anything.
1: Oh, my gosh. Why don't I have that on my list? Fun size anything. They rob you.
2: It's ridiculous fun size. There's no fun in that tiny Mm -mm. little Snickers. No, there's not. Uh, People who abuse or hate dogs. I, don't, okay. I have no room in my life for this.
1: Yes, that's a good one.
2: Um, the left conflating criticism as hate. When Ooh, they, and then it graduates to you know, conflating criticism as violence. True. It's dumb. Uh, and then number nine, pharmaceuticals that require more pharmaceuticals because of the side effects of the pharmaceuticals.
1: That's a good point.
2: I hate that.
1: Cancer. So that's that's your, you're all calm now because you got it all out during break. I did. Uh, I feel better now. See, look, therapy. We're all, yeah, I feel better. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, here you go. So, coming up, what we got for you. The St. Louis, the mayor of St. Louis is uh, going to, she has an executive order launching reparations. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, who's been running St. Louis City forever? Yeah. We're going to talk about that coming up. Uh, And also, we got some economic headlines. We got some NATSEC. All the latest with the Twitter free speech battle. Also, keep in mind that this is happening concurrently with the 303 creative case in Supreme Court. So we've got all of this stuff a lot of, and we got Florida man on the way. Oh my gosh. If I don't die from this stupid stick that keeps smoking, should it do it that long? Yeah. I don't know. I've never done, I don't do incense or anything like that because I'm not like an exorcist. So I don't know what what, that is, what, it, what it is. All right. We got to get moving. Steve's dying. Uh, as we, <laughs> Steve, make your own nine circles of hell. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man.
1: (laughs) This is actually real funny. And Waffle House, I think it's actually, we joked about this before. I think one of the things that they do at Waffle House is you got to show that you can can throw down at Waffle House, right? I mean, I don't know what, I mean, Dana White needs to be going to Waffle House to be recruiting the next generation of fighters. So this comes from ESPN in Southwest Florida. Florida Man calmly enjoys his grits as Jacksonville Waffle House fight erupts behind him. And it is, actually, I gotta, I can't, we can't play any of it. But I'm watching this, and it's just from, just literally from like two days, or three days ago. And it's in Jacksonville, Florida. And he's sitting there, and he's eating his grits. And he just kind of looks over his shoulder, and someone threw, a, like, a pitcher of orange juice at one of the cooks behind the counter, and all hell broke loose. Other patrons in the restaurant are getting up and looking and the woman who's or the yeah the woman who's sitting at the table with this man. He just sitting there and he's eating his grits. He just, you know, he just minding his business. He's eating his good food. He is he is not at all moved. He is so calm and chill.
2: It looks like he expected it all to happen.
1: Yeah. And you know what the thing I was doing when I was watching this video, I kept thinking, man, cuz they kept the fight kept expanding an inch and in closer and closer to where they were recording. And I'm like, the last thing I think any of these people want to do is make this guy get involved. Because it's usually the people who have that kind of reaction. Those are the real badasses. Those are the ones that you do not want to get involved. And I was thinking that the whole time I'm watching him just satisfied. He's just satisfied. He's eating his grits. And I'm like, they do not want to get this gentleman involved in any of this. (laughs) Stick with us. We got our third hour on the way. More of the Dana show. Coming up and how this Twitter suppression Really hurt medical journalism
2: On Twitter, Elon Musk uh, this week fired uh,
1: the former FBI general counsel Jim Baker who was serving as a top Twitter lawyer. Um, Musk alleges that he may have been involved with uh, countermanding his attempts at transparency. Um, And I was wondering if anyone in the Biden administration was in touch with Baker either regarding moderation decisions that critics call political censorship or regarding uh, his transparency efforts recently.
2: it's up to private companies uh, to make these types of
1: decisions. We were not involved. I can say that. We were not involved. Um, that is an absolute outright lie. Welcome back to the program. Top of our third hour here. Dana Lash with you. That is a complete and total lie. First and foremost, Jen Psaki literally stood at the same podium and said the exact opposite just a little over a year ago. I have two separate video cuts. We have a hell of a lot more. We here just two. Different video receipts. Number one. Uh, providing uh, for, for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, are if you for uh, uh, providing misinformation. Mm, so that's one second video receipt. This is more, and this is when she's saying exactly what the administration is doing. Listen. Thanks, Jen. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about this uh, request for tech companies to be more aggressive in policing misinformation? Has the administration been in touch with any of these companies? And are there any actions that the federal government can take to ensure their cooperation? Because you've seen from the start, there's not a lot of action on some of these platforms. Sure. Uh, well, first, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms. Uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID 19 team. Uh, given as Dr. Mur- Mur- Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation specifically on the pandemic. Mm. See, and they talked so much. There's so much video out there, so many different occasions of her discussing exactly what it was that they were doing and, and how they were asking social media companies. And it wasn't just Twitter. It was Twitter and then also Facebook and others. They were asking them to get involved and um, clamp down on these, what they called misinformation, of course. And as we saw from, you can see see from the first batch of Twitter files, accounts that were just political in nature. They were targeted as well. What does this even mean for, I, I mean, the misinformation where it concerns how medical issues were discussed in this is kind of terrifying. I was reading this piece And how really the issue of uh, medical, uh, I don't want to say medical journalism, but journalism that covers medical issues, how it was so affected uh, in such a negative way. And I just don't know if people are ever going to be able to trust anything that they, I mean, anything that they read again. It was just, I I mean, I can't, the idea that you couldn't even ask questions about uh, policy that didn't even have consensus in the medical community was just, is I'm just shocking to me you you couldn't ask questions as to how it would affect your health because the mere action of acting a question signaled some kind of resistance and disobedience and therefore you had to be punished they wouldn't even allow questions to be asked a mere question was was considered to be uh misinformation I've had, I mean, I had, I don't remember who it was, if it was Scarborough, it was him or whatever from MSNBC saying, oh, spreading misinformation, because I was asking a question about uh, menstrual cycles when that story first broke. It's really, it's sad. No one's ever going to believe, I mean, they just ruined any kind of trust that people would ever have in any kind of press again. Now, a couple of other things to think about, too. Everything should be put up. So that people and searchable so that people can see as to whether or not they were affected and by how much one of the other things I'm wondering is whether or not that visibility filtering, which is different from even the ghost band, etc. And I'm I'm positive I it was on my account because there were uh, and I have screenshots. I told you I took over three a two year over two year period because I was really interested after I lost like 100,000 followers on October 31st of 2020 and I started watching it there was a three-month period. Three months. I did not gain a follower or lose a follower. At all. And I have all the metadata of all, every time I took, when I took my screenshots, so you can see it's not, for three months, I did not gain or lose a follower. Now, come on. You're telling me I didn't even at least lose people? Come on. I don't believe you. Especially when they would say, oh, we're banning bot accounts and all this stuff. Not even then. It's weird. And, I'm curious as to whether or not was that applied to lawmakers? People in charge of writing policy? What about any kind of advocacy? Because I'm just wondering, because there is a Twitter, let me pull this handle up, it's it's literally, it's Twitter's public policy. It's the, the voice of Twitter's global public policy team at policy. Did they use their tools to suppress engagement when it concerned different policies or even proposed legislation that's a huge question that's a really big question with the intent of affecting the outcome then you're that's you're not you're acting as an agent of state that's an agent of state action that's what we need to we need to find out because we know that there were these secret blacklists. We know that. I mean, hell, we were we we know this. We've lived with it. Our my radio show, even though I created it years later, it's still I consider it's newly created. Um that was that's also that was also shadow banned. So it's it is there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. A lot. Like for You know, all of the the, trying to control that, for instance, trying to control the narrative around the Hunter Biden story. Here's an even more. uh, Let me pull this up. Another recent example of this. So do you remember in the beginning in the discussions about uh, kind of pivoting here, but still in the vein of of social media? The discussions about trading this Victor Boot guy. How. It only recently became Russia insisted upon only trading Brittany Griner for him. Because isn't that how the White House presented it? Didn't the White House say, no, no, it was only her or nothing? Isn't that what they said? They said that yesterday, did they not? We played the audio. It was one or none. One or none. It was only, yeah, you couldn't. And they said that Waylon was never on the table. The problem with that narrative, and this is why social media is important, because See, journalism, somebody made the point that journalists are competing with the citizens. And they are. Uh, because they, they can't be held accountable anymore. They, so citizens have to do it themselves. Their, the way it was presented, and I'm going to pull up, uh, I think it was Right Scoop that had all these screenshots. They had a ton of screenshots. NBC was first out. They were saying, no, oh, no, no. Russia offered. All the media outlets started changing their language to um, comport with what the White House was stating. So NBC and everyone else, they started changing their language, saying, no, 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 no. It was only, uh, first it was Griner or or Whelan. And then they said, oh, no, it was just Griner. The New York Times, and I'm going to pull this up. I have a couple of pieces. Jordan Shatchell had uh, additional screenshots where he... Noted that corporate media was stealth editing their old stories to make their their narrative about who they could trade for the Victor boot comport with what the White House, the White House's new narrative. Because NBC, he said, stealth edited its story. To choose Griner over Whalen, And they said that they changed their entire narrative about the prisoner exchange. The original version read this, quote, I'm going to read you the two, they stealth edited this, and it wasn't just in BC. People have screenshots of everybody across legacy media, stealth editing their stories to go along, and there's screenshots of it, I have it, in fact, you got some of it in your email prep. Uh... That to go along with the White House narrative. So this was the original paragraph. It said, quote, a senior U.S. official told NBC News that the U.S. government had sought to have both Greiner and Waylon released as part of a swap with the Kremlin, which wanted the return of Victor Boot, a Russian arms dealer who had served 11 years of a 25 year sentence in the United States. But the official said Russia has treated Waylon differently because he's an accused spy and that the Kremlin gave the White House the choice of either Greiner or Waylon or none. The stealth edited version now reads, quote. But the f- official said uh, they were saying that uh, a senior U.S. official told NBC News that the U.S. government had sought to have both Greiner and Wayland released as a part of a swap at the Kremlin, which wanted the return of Victor Buddha, Russian's arms dealer who had served 11 years of a 25 year sentence in the United States. But the official said Russia has treated Wayland differently because he's an accused spy and that the Kremlin gave the White House the choice of either Greiner or no one after different options were proposed, end quote. They all changed their story. Because, in fact, days ago, it was all and Wayland's family. Paul Wayland's family even said this, that it was understood that it was him for Victor Boot. If there was going to be a trade made. And it went from that Wayland or Griner to Griner or no one. And the first people to say that were the was the White House. After the White House stated that everyone else and there are receipts out the door. All the media went back and secretly edited their stories to reflect this. Now, if you hadn't social media, do you understand now why it's so important the left wants to control this stuff? Because all this stuff broke on social media with the screenshots of these stories that have been stealth edited. That's that's the whole point. It was, they changed it Because it helped Biden's PR more. Here you have a black egg basketball player. The more boxes you can check, remember, the greater the victory on the left. I mean, that's, this is 1984 George Orwell stuff. It's Soviet is what it is. This is the new Soviet left. New or just now public. And now all of the news you would
2: probably miss. It's time for Dana's quick five brought to you by Caltech.
1: Mm-mm-mm. All right. So first up the, uh, this is actually kind of funny scientists reveal. I can't believe they studied this, how Rudolph, the red nose reindeer, the greatest stole Christmas and a Christmas carol. Just might be possible, according to science. See, Rudolph, they say, may have had cells that caused bioluminescence in his nose. And this, just in case you were, you're, this John Hopkins University, they were talking about this kind of in a fun article about how it could be based on science. They say Scrooge could have used a wormhole to travel back in time in a Christmas carol, and the Grinch could be part Python as they make their hearts grow by 40%. That actually makes that story a lot more terrifying. Actually, that's a horror story now. If the Grinch is part Python. No, no, thanks. No, thanks. The number of billionaires worldwide has shrunk to 2,668. According to uh, Switzerland's biggest bank, they say that it's due to the Ukraine, uh, due to Ukraine war, stock market falls and China's economic slowdown, which is very interesting because remember, their economy has kind of been on the brink there for a little bit. Also, a couple of other things. There's some. The rise of the bots. Scary AI chat could eliminate Google. Within two years, according to the New York Post, a tech company has developed a state-of-the-art, I keep hearing this stuff, chatbot. So sophisticated, it could render search engines, uh, not to mention countless jobs, obsolete. It's called OpenAI Company, ChatGPT. They've amassed already a million users worldwide with advanced functions. And they can instantaneously compose complex essays and computer code to drafting marketing pitches and interior decorating schemes. That's terrifying. I don't like that. Like the AI art, which by the way, you know AI art? That's just actually taking art from other people and repurposing it. In a montage So it's not I mean it actually I think infringes Upon IP In some way Uh, A man stung to death While talking to A swarm of bees That he believed Were the reincarnation Of his ancestors I mean Worse things could have happened This took place In South Africa Uh, The 58 year old man uh, Did not make it It ended up killing him It was a traditional ceremony And uh, some people think That ancestors visit Their living relatives In the form of bees Or lizards Why does it have to be Like a scary thing or like something that could be covered in salmonella. Like why couldn't it be like a puppy? You know? Or like a you know, a cat or a horse or something. I'm just, you know, wondering. Uh let's see here. A mm, couple of other oh, this is um <laughs> this four-year-old boy managed to survive. This comes from a British paper, six days in African wilderness with the hyenas and jackals. He's so adorable. Four-year-old little boy. He wandered over 11 miles from his home. He was in a huge wildlife preserve in Kenya. It's home to dozens of deadly predators. And he ended up, he like made it through okay. I mean, apparently no, that's crazy. He was found by a pilot. They were doing an air search and uh, they ended up, they rescued him and he was totally, serve, he was totally fine. Six days though. And uh, apparently nobody, no, there no hyenas or jackals just you know, targeted him. Thank heavens. Golly, that's sort of terrifying. Oh, boy, driverless Ubers are rolling out in Las Vegas. They're looking to expand in other major cities. I bet they won't be able to roll up to your hotel and pick you up, though, because of the taxi fight. Yeah, yeah stay with us. More to come.
0: Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. As I
1: said, my dad just say, pet a lot more than, you know, it's about your dignity it's about your place in the community it's about it's about everything you've worked for is it because yeah. it's, a paycheck. it's a paycheck but they don't that's not how he he administrates, though no not at all that was joe biden if he administrate if he if that was reflective of his policies then that'd be one thing but it's not welcome back to the program bottom of this third hour dana lash here with you as you notice we've been starting to roll in our christmas music It's that time of the season. Mm Got to put that Christmas music in. The latest with the Twitter fallout, the files. One of the things that, um, let me pull this up, that Musk said is that, yeah, if you're going to get shadow banned, then, you know, we'll tell you this time. I mean, it'd be nicer to not have to have that at all, but... They said that they're working on a software update that's going to show your true account status so you'll know clearly if you've been shadow banned, the reason why, and how to appeal. And they said that they're doing it if it has to do with terms of service. But I don't understand why, though. I mean, I think you need to retire that. Because if you're being transparent, then how, is it, how are you shadow banned, number one? And if you're violating terms of service, then you, you know, if you're being violent, if you're issuing death threats, things like that, yeah, fine, that goes against the term of service, then you can suspend that account. If, if it's a single tweet, then that tweet can be deleted. Shadow banning is throttling an entire account that has nothing to do with violation of terms of service. And you, you organically, you're, you're inorganically blocking people from appearing in any kind of searches or trending topics or anything like that. That's what shadow banning is. So I don't even think that that's the accurate way to state that. It's like, well, then, then just stop throttling accounts. Why even have that at all? just make just make people go by terms of service because if you're manipulating the algorithm to show inorganic results that is editorializing that is not protected or should not be by 230 section 230 of the communications decency act if you're just existing to facilitate discussion fine but the moment you start inorganically outside of supportive advertising you know acceptance of ads the moment that you start playing favorites with accounts and inorganically simulating these the trending topics that's the problem so i don't know what his i don't know what his purpose is of stating that um why even have it at all i mean if they're if somebody violates the the term of service just okay suspend or delete their account this doesn't make any sense I don't I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens I I, because I don't think I still think I'm throttled because there are times when I'll look at I'll go and search for latest tweets and I can't find my stuff still so I don't know I still I think it's going to take some time to undo it I don't think it's like a one switch you know you flip a switch and it's done I mean they've been doing this for years but I'm just that kind of I just don't understand what he was it doesn't make any sense to me this is a sad story in Canada Canada is now euthanizing 10,000 citizens a year. They have, apparently, a very ultra-permissive policy. And there was a, a piece that Tom Leonard wrote. He said, anyone who thought that the compassionate response to extreme human suffering is a society that helps people find permanent release from their pain, they may want to look at the horror stories coming from Canada recently. The euthanasia laws American acceptance of this has been growing but it is a very it does lead to a complete debasement of human life he reports about how 10,000 people in Canada uh, more than actually it's about three percent of the deaths there uh, they committed euthanasia it's a third increase from the previous year and they're apparently also Preparing to allow people to commit euthanasia or to commit suicide. Euthanasia is suicide for mental health reasons. And there was this story that came out. She's an Olympian, a Paralympian, uh, Christine Gauthier. She was in this. She for five years had been trying to get a stair lift for her home. And she's a Canadian Army veteran, Paralympian. And the reason I, some people are like, well, why Canada? Because this is coming to the United States. It's already in a number of leftist cities. They, she was told by a Canadian official in 2019 that if her life was so difficult and she was so desperate to get the stair lift that the government would help her, the government would help her to kill herself. She literally received a letter from the government offering her what they call MAID or medical assistance in dying. In 1989, she had injured her back in a training accident, and she competed in the 2016 Paralympics in Rio de Janeiro, in the Invictus Games. She's confined to a wheelchair. Her muscular musculoskeletal disorder now affects her legs, hips, and back. She's a gold medal-winning para canoeist. She's got a. She's. I mean, she's participated in the ice sledge hockey team, and she was understandably and justifiably outraged that this is what her government um, had offered her. And there are more and more examples of this. There is a a 61-year-old British Columbian, Alan Nichols. He had a history of depression and other medical issues, none of them life-threatening. He was hospitalized in 2019 over fears he might be suicidal. Uh, And then he submitted a request to be euthanized. He listed his only health condition as hearing loss. Another... A uh, woman a Canadian Aaron Smith said her 71 year old father Rod McNeil went to an Ontario hospital after he fell a month later he had apparently submitted a request to be euthanized and they did it they didn't even get a hold of his medical records from his own physician oh and they cited they said that oh they had euthanized him for end-stage chronic obstructive pulmonary disease but the autopsy showed that he didn't have that Sheila Elson another one another woman mother of a 25-year-old woman with cerebral palsy said a hospital doctor in Newfoundland told her she would be selfish if she didn't consider euthanizing her daughter that's murder this is outright murder <laughs> uh it's crazy a man named Roger Foley a patient with a degenerative brain disorder recorded staff at his hospital room in London Ontario where the hospital's director of ethics told him it would cost north of $1,500 a day to keep him in the hospital. And he said, quote, my piece of this was to talk to you to see if you had an in- interest in assisted dying. Foley said he had never mentioned euthanasia, but the hospital said that there's no ban on the staff staff raising the issue. And there was a, an investigation into this. All these stories are coming up by way of, a, of the Associated Press. This is real journalism. That this is you know jack of working used to be controversial but now this is becoming policy yeah. apparently uh in the late 90s 75 percent of americans apparently su- supported euthanasia there is no value to life either it, 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 any it's just it's this is nazi-esque i don't know how to say it that in a study in Canada, remember when we talked about death panels here with Obamacare? Listen to this. The 2017 Canadian study said that medically assisted dying could reduce healthcare spending in their country by as much as $137 million a year. That's why they're, that was all right. Re- that's when you have government health care, you can do this. Now maybe people are starting to see the dangers of this. There was a father who lost his son who gave this attack, blistering attack, Canadian government, as they, they are now apparently considering offering euthanasia to sick kids. The MAID, Medically Assisted uh, Dying. <laughs> Which, that's murder. So they're saying that they are thinking, they're considering offering it to kids. <laughs> I use no words. And this is, this is all... This is all, like, coming. This is all happening. There was a disabled Canadian Army veteran. uh, I told you about Christine Gauthier. There was another man, a veteran, too, who uh, said that he didn't want, he doesn't want to die, he doesn't want to be homeless. 65-year-old. He got a doctor's approval for euthanasia, despite admitting that the only reason that he submitted an application was because he was poor. And... It's legal under their euthanasia laws. Les Landry, 65 years old. It's the Medical Assistance in Dying, the MAID program. He says he can't, he doesn't want to be homeless. They, you only have to apparently have two doctor signatures to do this there. Oh. And it doesn't matter if it's financial hardship or anything. That's, you know, apparently they, it's so permissive, they'll accept pretty much almost any reason. And he said that that's why he was seeking that uh, euthanasia. It was because of that. He's got a dog. He's got a sweet German shepherd. And he's, I don't know what's going to, it's just sad. And this is, this is the danger in debasing life. Whether people say it's inconvenient at its creation or it's difficult in the middle or at the end. This is the problem with debasing life and reducing people to how what they can do or what they can bring that's we measure happiness by the weirdest things and as a species it's bizarre to me this is just so sad and there are so many other i mean there are so many stories of this it's unbelievable and i just your heart breaks for these people And I I just, it's, I don't know, you always hear that a society is only as good as its, you know, their weakest members. I mean, that's just, I read this story about this uh, anthropologist, and she was asked, when did humans become civilized? Is there a way to even measure it? And everyone was assuming it was going to be, oh, well, when they created the wheel or when they did this or that. And she said, nope, that is not when we measure civilization, or at least I do. She said, I think humans became civilized she talked about um, a skeleton that they had excavated um, an early human and they said that one of the the femur had been broken and it looked like it had been crudely mended and they tried to heal it and she said the fact that people stopped to take care of this other person to allow this other person to heal that is civilization that is the start of civilization and when you read these stories that come out of Canada and you hear how pervasive this euthanasia uh, whatever it is is growing here in the United States that is a reversal of civilization instead of stopping to care for someone or helping them heal or helping them recover you're just going to jettison them off this mortal coil That is the opposite of civilization, and it's a terrifying prospect.
0: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, well, listen, It's is a tragedy, but it's also shocking uh, the way that the Biden administration has uh, responded to this, because it was uh, uh, close in time when uh, Joe Biden himself was near the border, and uh, when he was asked about going to the border itself, he said he had more important things to do. And here we have a life lost uh, of one of the the men who is guarding not just the border, uh, but is trying to maintain national security. Uh, and we have a president who has abandoned his responsibility to safeguard our national security with his open border policies. So it's a travesty that we have to have men and women guarding our borders because the Biden administration is not stepping up and securing it.
1: Mm-hmm. And there you go. It's true, though. That's uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Welcome back to the end of our third hour here together. Dana Lash with you. We, we kind of reached out and asked because we were discussing yesterday how Texas is one of 11 states that still has that COVID emergency order that allows people like Clay Jenkins and others, et cetera, to do the mask mandates and everything else. And the governor had extended it back in November November 18th. So it comes up again December 18th. And we asked if he was going to extend it. And the statement that came from his office was this, quote, Importantly the disaster declaration in no way infringes on the rights or libit- liberties of any law abiding Texan the governor wants to protect Texans freedom until the legislature can pass this session to prohibit local governments from imposing mask mandates and vaccine mandates the governor is asking the legislature to pass those laws in quote now I'm not <sighs> Couldn't the governor prevent them from doing that? If the governor can issue an order saying you're not going to arrest people after everything with Shelley Luther, the hairdresser from the the stylist and she owns a salon from being arrested and other women who were trying to work, other people trying to get out there and work. I'm just I'm just wondering what why do we even need the order anyway? That still doesn't wasn't exactly answered. And I
2: followed up after we got that statement and I said, "Well, just to clarify, Is he extending it December 18th or is he letting it expire? And that was, I don't know, 16, 18 hours ago. And then this morning I followed up and just said, hey, following up, can you clarify whether or not this is going to be expired or is it going to be extended? Still nothing from the office. Okay.
1: I'm going to write, I'm going to have something written up on this and I'll send this out later today. Just so you can have it because December 18th is coming up and I think it's important for you to know this stuff. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think that the legislature shouldn't pass anything. But at the same time, I also think it er, there is a little bit of kind of kicking the ball down the down the down the lane, just a little bitty bit. So there you go. All right. Today in stupidity. All right.
2: It's uh, Biden's climate envoy. You know who that is?
1: Oh boy. John
2: Kerry. John Kerry. Well, he says, you know, it'd be great if there were some, you know, U.S. taxpayer money to pay other countries their climate reparations. Listen to this.
0: So back <coughs> on the loss and damage fund, though, I mean, <clears throat> is there going to have to be U.S. taxpayer money that helps the United States? <coughs> Presumably the United States is going to have to be one of the nations that contributes well, to Well, it'd be great, the great if there were some. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's, uh, I mean, the United States of America, proudly, is the largest humanitarian
2: donor in the world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the american people already do an enormous amount around the world yeah we do Mm. and uh, our tax dollars are already spent you're now just printing money to spend internationally yeah so that's stupid
1: yeah exactly and that ladies and gents is today in stupidity now make sure you sign up for chapter and verse the newsletter over at Substack. find us on youtube facebook like and subscribe always good and uh I'll be sending out a couple of things before the weekend. And as always, back behind the mic with you on Monday. Have a blessed weekend, folks.